Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Dave here. I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. Um, we are sat on the couch. So for anyone who's joining us for the first time, our podcast is normally us walking home from the cinema. Uh, but we do a thing called the Cinemeter, which is essentially an excuse to stay at home. And sit on the sofa. <laughs> yes. And we are approximately a metre from our TV, which is where the name came from. Now, we're probably a bit further than a metre, but Cine 3 metre didn't sound very good, did it? Uh, I don't think it's three metres either. What do you, you want to get out the measuring tape? No. Um, and so what I'm we're going to say it's about two and a half two and a half okay Sydney two and a half metre and what we're doing tonight is a Halloween special um, we put a poll on Twitter there were four horror movies of which I'd never seen because I'm not really into horror movies it's not a genre that I really go for because I get scared really easily so um, the four movies were Dave drumroll so we had the uh, The Exorcist Halloween The Wicker Man we hadn't specified the original yes. or the Nicolas Cage version, which a lot of people pointed out. Um, or Rosemary's Baby. Uh, which and is the what winner, I wanted. I wanted Rosemary's you were, Baby. You were for Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby was the least yeah, popular. Uh, the Exorcist is the winner with 37% of the vote. And uh, we had nearly 200 votes. So thanks everyone who uh, took part in that Twitter poll. Yes, thank you. Um, but now so, I don't want to watch this because it's like one of these movies that... A, a I've seen some sort of new reboot or remake of it. I don't know what that was. Oh, they did like prequels or sequels. I've seen to something. It, like know, in the last ten years, I've not seen the original. And secondly, I've seen it parodied so much. So I would say I'm not particularly looking forward to watching something that I feel I know. You know that way when you haven't seen it, but you feel like you've seen it. It was supposed to be one of the greatest movies of all time. I know. I should uh, clarify as well. I haven't seen this either. So this is actually um, I hadn't seen two of the movies on the list. I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby either. Um, so this is it's going to be a good interesting experience for both of us this is a classic horror movie um, and apparently according to the Blu-ray cover here the scariest film of all time I reckon the scariest film of all time is The Ring what the which one the remake of The Ring the Gus Van Sant one yes that was one the most petrifying that's a good movie it's probably the last time I actually saw a horror film I'm so terrified really you're really not into it. no I'm really not into it oh you're not going to be good with this at all no I mean, I um, hope we don't scream in terror and wake the baby. We should say uh, thank you to Lee Gant from the What's the Point Paranormal podcast, a former guest of this show who lent us this DVD. Yes, thank you, Lee. Uh, it's uh, Sorry, it's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. It's and it's unopened. unopened. <laughs> so um, he, he I clearly is very interested in Lee's it. Lee's just got a big back catalogue of stuff. <laughs> he has a, No, he told me when he gave me this that he actually watched The Exorcist the other night on Amazon Prime, which I think is a, a testament 
to the fact that Blu-rays and DVDs are dead. Yes. Okay, dead but we need to go because I'm tired and this is a long. No, I'm gonna day. I'm gonna open the, the the Blu-ray live on the podcast. It's like a like an unboxing. Okay, please video don't do on YouTube, that. except even more boring. It's even more boring. Because okay, don't, you can't even see. Don't do that. What I'm doing. Okay. Um, it's open. So boring. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm actually gonna turn this thing off. Come on. All right. Okay. So the back. Yeah, the back. So it was winner of two Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And nominated for an additional eight. Wow. What did it win? Uh, it, it doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> there are two. <laughs> wow. Full of research as always. Knowledge. Um, the uh, Dave's actually blushed. You've gone red. You're so embarrassed. I'm very embarrassed. Just... <laughs> I don't know what it won. What was? What, what is this? A film podcast? Um, there are two. Oh, oh shit! There's two. There's two uh, discs here. Oh, we've got the extended director's cut or the original theatrical version. Which one is shorter? What do you? Of course, you're going to say which <laughs> one is shorter. One, yeah, shorter one. Well, what do you think? The director's cut. It's rare that uh, a director's cut is shorter than a. Than a theatrical. Yeah. It's not like the director's like, oh, I hated that scene. Yeah. What less. Okay, but can we wrap this up now? Because I'm really tired. All right, fine. Okay, okay. let's go. We're, we're going for the theatrical cut of The Exorcist. We'll see you in uh, approximately 122 minutes. Okay, bye. Bye. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. <laughs> the world of darkness. expected it nobody believed it and nothing could stop it there are no experts you probably know as much about possession as most priests look your daughter doesn't say she's a demon she says she's the devil himself i'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter all right, so we have finished The Exorcist, uh, and we, we are now joined by a special guest, our son Oscar. Yes, who's, who's dressed as a pumpkin. He is for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, he not looks, for watching The Exorcist. He looks ridiculous. Yes. Um, he joined us for the second half of this. Yes, he thoroughly um, enjoyed it. He loved it. Yeah. I mean, he, ne- he, he sort of, anytime he did look at the screen, he uh, showed mild passing interest, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Um, so we both really enjoyed this movie, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, it was really good. I don't, it's it's kind of a um, I don't know. Do enough people know about this movie? Yeah, I know. Um, you and you may have all it. heard that it was in the news a couple of weeks ago because it, the new Stephen King adaptation, beat the forty-year record this held of being the highest-grossing horror movie of all time. All right. Yeah. So know. this had been like over four hundred million adjusted for inflation. Global. Global, and it is now already surpassed five hundred. Um, so well, yeah, I had been depressing. reading about this a couple of weeks ago. Why is it I haven't seen the it. Well, they're both based on books. Okay. Big franchises. It's not it just particularly. Seems like. Yeah. Seems like what? I don't know. Just it, that seems like a bit. By all accounts, it's like it's pretty good that movie, but it's not like anything special. Yeah. Well, look, I'd Whereas say this, this movie. This is something special. I would say this movie is really enjoyable, and what I liked about it was. First of all, really enjoyable. What I'm going to say is the spoilers up front on this. If you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure you can guess what it's about. Yeah. And um, it's 40 years old. So what I mainly liked about this was that it was a little bit scary, but not jump scary, which is what I don't like. So it was more psychologically disturbing, 
even at that because that's more scary I would say yeah but because this you, don't, movie, you don't like the jolts is it no no I don't like jolts but because this movie has been parodied and lampooned and I've seen like as I was watching it I kept thinking have I seen this movie haven't I seen this movie because I've seen so many clips of it at this point so much of it was familiar to me that that just really lessened the impact and so if we'd been, seen it in the 70s in the cinema I'm sure it would have been terrifying and I've seen so many movies that have just basically either been inspired by this or just lifted things wholesale. Yeah. Particularly, I mean, there have been so many other Exorcist exactly. movies. I mean, I've, The Exorcism of Emily Rose is one that comes to mind. So I think basically um, it's been dulled for us, so the impact is not the same as if we had seen it at the time. Now, we were both shocked at a scene with her and her mother. With the crucifix. The crucifix. So she was That's stabbing really herself shocking. with the crucifix. And, and pretty then much all, her... all the language that comes from Linda Blair is... Yeah. The language from really the girl shocking. is really shocking. The sexual stuff was really shocking to me. Um, and then as a whole... First of all, like I'm quite tired at the moment. And it was like pushing two hours length. It did not feel that long to me. I really enjoyed that there was a really slow build up. So we were getting to know the characters in their own right not together which you don't often see for that long in a movie that the characters don't meet yeah they don't meet till about uh, an hour and 15 minutes in yeah really interesting and the actual exorcist himself doesn't show up until the end yeah so we always so yeah and I really enjoyed the priest characters I liked the setting that the mother was a movie star and has this kind of glamorous life and then it all goes to shit yeah Um, I really liked it Ellen Burstein was amazing yeah she's really good just and I, I thought it was particularly interesting watching this as a new parent because I felt it, a lot of that really hit home for me from her, from her character just the the panic and the absolute um, like she would she was going to any length the, the, fr- the increasing frustration and fear that she was experiencing was really profound I thought she sold it really well and she just unravels she sold it really well but I was also thinking if your child honest to god looked like this I mean social services would be called like she was well, who's going to call social services sp- multiple doctors saw her she was spewing green stuff she was chained to a bed being fed through like fluids through her nose yeah it was truly horrifying that's, Ill- that's illness that's not anything the mother had caused right no but I'm just saying if somebody saw her she would legions on her face she was bleeding everywhere she was screaming out sexual language like it was just really funny that that's what the daughter was doing funny and like in terms of and the doctors are all like oh just get an exorcist <laughs> no, like, to be fair, the I doctors thought, weren't into it at no, all. No, no, the, the 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 doctors. I thought that was really interesting when this. She's got this team of psychologists. Nobody can do anything, and that they suggest the exorcism. But I thought it was interesting that they they see it as a sort of if the patient believes in it, and the uh, then it sort of has a placebo effect. Yeah, on, that was interesting. Or, um, and so the setting overall, I think the setting was quite cool in that they were staying in this place because they were on location for a film. Um, now, interesting that Linda Blair was nominated for an Oscar because I don't see that it was a particularly great performance. To me, it was down to the makeup. The makeup. And also, I mean, blatantly, it's not her voice saying that the stuff that when she's possessed, that's I'm hoping that's not the child saying that stuff. And it sounded like a male actor or an older woman anyway. So what? How can I you be Oscar nominated? I think it's a woman delivers those lines. But how can you be Oscar nominated for that performance? I don't. I don't believe that that's something that should be Oscar nominated when the majority of your performance is prosthetics and somebody else's voice. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't it? I mean, she's still at the core of the performance. The prosthetics and and everything else is just sort of the the padding. No, it's I mean, all about you... the prosthetics. Are you kidding me? Like that was 
Yeah, but she's the, she's at she's it's all about the, the makeup. Of it. Ah, she's it could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. I I don't buy that she should have been Oscar nominated okay. for it. Um, and I really enjoyed the younger priest who looked like Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, Jason Miller yeah. is the actor's name. Um, and also looked like the Italian stallion. He looked a, yeah, he looked a lot. He could have played Rocky. Yeah, he could have played Rocky. He's excellent. I thought he was the re- a real standout in mm-hmm. this. Just real, so subtle. Um, and you again, like, you see him just slowly unravel. I, li- I liked, I didn't really know a lot about this, the plot, but I liked that he's a man of science and faith. Like, he's he, he very much tackles this from the skeptic's point of view he he's a psychologist well he went to harvard medical school what's he wasting his time in the catholic church no, for no, living in a cell that, but he said that he was a priest first and then became a i know i'm just saying like yeah. he could be he could be having a decent lifestyle for himself instead of living in that disgusting room that he lives in also i was reading up on this because we actually did uh, five minutes of research here <laughs> which is more five minutes more than we normally do and uh he the actor himself studied to become a priest for three years oh wow that is interesting um, which was interesting and he died in 2001 oh. and then we but did he en- was he was super yeah he's really good and we did enjoy when the music came on because we both oh yeah that's the music really iconic music which i we were all familiar with before we turned it on but it barely appears in this i know i, I could have said maybe it. three times it showed up yeah and actually what do you think of the exorcism scene itself Oh, there's Oscar. Oh, you're right, Oscar. I felt like the asked the exorcism scene itself. <laughs> you're ignoring me for a podcast. <laughs> it could have gone on. It could have gone on a bit. Like it felt like the the whole exorcism was over in like exorcism was over in an hour, in terms of the movie's timeline. And they had teed it up to be more exciting when they said about yeah, they the said older it took, priest. Takes months. Yeah, he did one for months. So I'm like, ooh, how long is this going to go on yeah. for? Not not very long. All done in an evening. <laughs> Granted, both of them die at the end. Well, really, the fact that. Max von Sydow, who plays the older um, uh, priest, I forget the guy's name, who is the exorcist, he's kind of barely in it. I think he makes an impact, but this movie should be called The Exorcism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not about The Exorcist. Maybe the book's more about it, though, who knows? But yeah, just at the end, then it seemed really easy because actually all you need to do for an exorcism is say, Take me! Let the devil jump <laughs> and into then jump you, out the window. And then you jump out the window, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that easy. I find that really anticlimactic, and then. Everyone's right as rain, back to their normal lives no, again. No, but it was... Oh, no, no, it was, pri- it was quite chilling when he just loses it and starts, like, punching her. I didn't I thought the whole thing chilling. was really chilling. I found it very... Um, I don't know, was I scared? But I was quite, like, enthralled and upset. I was I was interested in it. I really enjoyed it. And it it was... it You know, it felt like a movie from the 70s. It felt of its time. Yeah, i.e. brilliant. Because... So movies, many movies in the seventies. Yeah, the movies in the seventies were just better. I know. Like, like this is so confident. It and it takes its time. It's slow. There's this whole bit in the beginning in Iraq where they set him up, and he, you know he's just staring at this demonic statue and he finds things. And it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. That's just character building. Yeah. It? And William Friedkin really takes his time to to just let that stuff play out. That would never happen in a no. movie nowadays. That would be one scene. It would be a quick flashback in Iraq and then you'd have him uh, seeing the statue and then you'd have some uh, some local speaking to him and he'd say, they call it the statue of Pazazo. Yeah. It was a demon that possessed... Like, you get all this... You'd get exposition. Yeah. Like, they just spoon-feed you exposition these days. And it was really, really well cleaned up. So we were watching a HD version that seems to have been done in, what, the early noughties, maybe? 
That opening scene. No, this was a this is a Blu-ray. Oh, this is Blu-ray. Okay. So this would be done very recently. That Again. opening scene looked like it was shot yesterday. It looks oh, so good. It's gorgeous. Like now, it didn't quite. It wasn't quite consistent for the whole DVD because there was parts of it that looked like seventies footage. There was parts of it that looked like right now footage, and I guess they could clean some of it up better than others. Interestingly, I was trying to remember the last time I'd watched a DVD and like a proper Blu-ray yeah, DVD. Yeah, because we had the menu popped up and everything. Yeah. And we forgot because we just stream everything these yeah. days or we watch it on Sky. So it's... <laughs> yeah, it looked it incredible. Like, it felt like ages. It was so weird to like actually put a disc into the yeah. uh, into the player. So that was quite fun. Um, yeah, so I think overall it's really good. And the other difference probably between today and if, if this movie had been made now versus when it was made. First of all, um, now I'm no expert on direction and camera work but I felt like there was a definite overuse of the technique of the director just slowly zooming in on things and then slowly zooming out on things with the camera in a stationary position to the point where like Ellen Bernstein and the police officer are having coffee and he's literally zooming in and out of them and I was like there's nothing to zoom in and out of here so it lost it was a suspenseful coffee it lost its effectiveness that's when she realises that her daughter has murdered uh, yeah but she wasn't just zooming on her face he was also just zooming in on the whole scene over and over so I felt like that was of its time take that William Friedkin maybe not that great and then the other thing that I definitely think would have happened if this was a modern movie at the end someone would have had an evil glint in their eye the implication would have oh, been oh like the, the, the demon the devil's still there yeah so the fact that it just wrapped up we were laughing so much because the help there seemed to be a male kind of older servant an older lady and a younger woman they all hung around the house while this was going on now I would be handing in my two weeks notice and getting <laughs> the hell out of there yeah like hanging out in, and apparently the younger lady who was the babysitter was like dressing her and undressing her because she had seen how she I scrolled. I would be near her. Yeah, she scrolled to help me on my stomach and yeah. that woman saw it. Now how? Have you been undressing this child? She's tied to the bed. Her room is like, what, minus 20 degrees and she's like levitating off the bed and you're in there dressing and undressing her. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good job though. What's she getting paid? You know, you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you gotta, it's good work if you can get it. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you because I, I found a very interesting fact here. Okay. What age do you think Max von Sydow was? Or Sidoff, I don't know how to say his name. The older priest when he shot this. Oof, I don't know, 60? Uh, no, apparently he was 43. Oh, wow. Yeah, they put makeup on him to he make him appear 79. Does not look 43. Yeah. I said 60 as a young guest. Assuming you were going Because I was younger. looking at him and thinking, well, first of all, I didn't recognise Max von Sydow. Um, and then I was like, if they got loads of makeup on that guy, and it, they did. So I don't oh. know why uh, they didn't just hire a 79-year-old. Maybe he was just a man for the job and yeah. they wanted him to be older and more experienced. Though why they needed a particular actor for a role, I know the title role was The Exorcist, but he was in the movie for all of, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, it reminded me of... Um, in Prometheus, when they uh, Guy Pierce was playing the Wayland Yutani or whoever he was playing, and they they aged him up like forty years for no reason. Probably because they wanted to go and do that scene in Alien when when he was young. Well, they had prequels, yeah. yeah they, and they, they had there was prequels all these like tie in clips and yeah. all this nonsense. Um, Stanley Kubrick turned this movie down. Oh, why? To direct. Also I don't pa- know. I did five minutes of research. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go deep. Somebody let us know why Stanley Kubrick turned this down. Um, and uh, Ellen Burstein mm-hmm. uh, was injured quite badly in the scene that 
that horrible scene which, with the crucifix. It looked when, like when she, she was, was really thrown. Away. Yeah. yeah, apparently that scream that they used was her real scream of pain. Oh, wow. Um, and she did a ba- had a back injury which hurt, uh, affects her to this day. Wow. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Do you, um, the demon's name, never mentioned in the movie, but it's Paz- Pazazu. Wow. Fascinating stuff. I'm really <laughs> glad you did this five minutes of research. <laughs> And we should get off well, though because we do have a child to attend to who you can hear gently rocking in the background on his um, you, rocking chair. He's just staring at us. <laughs> um, yeah, enjoying so your first podcast, Oscar. Overall impressions, good movie to watch for Halloween. I didn't find it particularly scary, but I think it's because we've seen it too many times before. So it just, yeah, it the just, impact's been lessened. It just made me wish that I had been there and seen this in the cinema in 1973. Yeah. Imagine... I mean, it's shocking stuff. Like the sexual stuff that girl says to her own mother is shocking. It's still shocking. Like yeah. we, were, we were shocked. It still yeah. has power. It um, does. And the makeup is so gruesome and like so over the top when she just has like the green stuff coming out, like seeping out of her skin. It's so ridiculous looking that, but it, that it is frightening. I will say, I thought that the the sort of the Blu-ray treatment might have diminished the effect of the the makeup yeah because you bit. could see like look i could see it was the, too clear it's a bit too clear and you can see that the vomit is just like slime and the yeah. blood looks a bit fake so i'd almost would have preferred a, a, a bit of blurring around the edges there yeah bit of that vaseline on the camera effect <laughs> um but yeah so we should get off now and yeah thank thanks you for listening um thanks for voting thanks for voting and uh Please keep tweeting at us uh, or Facebooking and Instagramming. We're at the Cinemile. Yes, and our email address is the Cinemile at gmail.com. And please, this is a perfect time to go and subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already and leave us a review, which would be greatly appreciated. Happy Halloween! Bye! Bye! Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.